Let's kick this thing off right. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's going on, Facebook Live? Welcome to The Way In. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and uh, welcome to the podcast, episode 16. If you guys are watching live with us on Facebook, give us a shout out. Give us a holler. Say what's up. Y'all heard God's Country in the background there by Blake Shelton, courtesy of, uh, of good old Amazon, um, uh, because we are going to talk about the Texas region tonight. And uh, and what's going on down there with the straight up making history that is going on uh, in the Texas region of the KBF, uh, 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 you know, atmosphere and world today or this, you know, this season, um, the Texas region that, that that's sponsored by that's that's presented by New Canoe has had five events this year so far. They're getting ready for their uh, regional championship at the end of September and uh down on lake fork and we're going to talk about that with uh with with mr matthew scotch who has just been absolutely on fire on fire this dude has fished all five events so far in texas this this season and taken you know what we're not even gonna go there yet you just gotta stick around and kind of hear the stats if you don't already know them but this man is on fire and uh, and he's doing it in God's country, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. But before we get into all that, uh, let's kick into a little bit of the show. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to the weigh-in. If you guys are just tuning in on the podcast and you're just getting caught up, um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we've actually going to bring on Jackson Orr here in a few minutes and talk to him a little bit about the, a charity event tournament that he's got going on. Uh, this is a 16-year-old kid who's uh who's making big time power plays in this industry and in this community and uh so i'm gonna bring him in and talk a little bit about uh, about what he's got going on and then also there is um uh uh several different things going on this weekend coming up this friday saturday sunday or saturday sunday i should get those figured out exactly but um uh there's uh the southeastern trail tournament presented by yak attack that tournament championship is going on this weekend over on Pick, um, Pickwick and Wilson, I do believe. And uh, so that's going to be a lot of different things going on. So uh, Barry Davis is on with us. Uh, Michael Grant, Craig, Bashers. What's up, guys? Gene, Gene Wilson, how are you, darling? If you guys got any comments, thoughts, concerns, drop them in the comment box over there um, and, uh, and let us know. Uh, secondly, two last pieces of business here before we bring on Mr. Jackson and talk about his event is if you guys are just tuning in, I want you to drop in a comment section, let us know where you're watching from, and then go in on your cell phone, on your iPhone, on your on your Android, your computer, wherever it is that you're going from, and smash that share button and let everybody know that you're uh, that you're watching the weigh-in uh, tonight uh, and here talking with us with, um, with Matt Scotch. So uh, with that, uh, I want to bring on Jackson a little bit and talk a little bit with him about what he's got going on and this amazing charity op char charity tournament that uh, that he's pushing, and that uh, and, and kind of why he's doing it. This is the second year that he's run this thing, and so I want to bring him up here a little bit and uh, and, and let him kind of tell you guys why this event has become so special to him and so many of us that y'all seen us push and talk about this thing in, in in the community. Jackson, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, doing? hey Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Good. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Dude, not a problem, man. Thanks so much for joining with us. I'm assuming you had school today, right? 
I did. Yeah. Typical 16 year old. Now, now, I mean, when you're, do you have focus issues like the rest of us? Because like for most of us, like I can't speak for scotch or Barry or Justin or Craig or Gene, but all of these folks, like it's hard for them to sit at work and, and focus on, on what they need to be doing because they want to be focused on the water. So like what class do you struggle in focusing (laughs) on the class? All I got to say is I'm on tourney X and Navionics a lot throughout the day. <laughs> oh, see, we didn't have that when I was a kid, man. Like, we didn't have the the, the power that you have in this little thing right here. Yeah. It's incredible because we didn't have that growing <laughs> up, dude. We used to play Snake on a graphing calculator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm showing, showing my age there, guys. Y'all don't laugh at that in the comment section if y'all have done that before because y'all know what I'm talking about. But remember, y'all remember you guys that are old enough. In the comment section, y'all remember that old TI eighty three calculator? We used to have. You had to send it over to one of your computer buddies to put the to put the snake on it or whatever because <laughs> we didn't have uh we didn't have these big fancy cell phones like you kids nowadays. So, so you're checking out Navionics instead of math class. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, math class, science class, world history. <laughs> that is terrible. I, yeah, Dad, if you're listening, uh, uh, our apologies. I don't think he's really doing that. I think he's just doing that for the show. But no, you you're you you you're doing things the right way, man. No, uh, uh, with that, tell us a little bit about this catch tournament, and 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 what that what that's an actually an acronym. That's not the catch board. That's an acronym that, that that Jackson and them came up with. But tell us a little bit about this, and a little bit about the second the second uh, annual event that that you've got going on now. Yeah, so catch, like you said, is an acronym. It's um, spelled K A T C H, meaning kayak anglers together can help and. The reason why why I came up with that with my dad's assistance is because I truly believe that the kayak fishing community can come together as like one powerful group and help give back to others. And so saying that, this is an online event, um, nationwide meeting, meaning all public waters in Canada and the United States are eligible. And it starts September 13th. Um, 6 a.m. Central Time and end September 15th, 7 p.m. Central Time. And it's your biggest five fish um, will be counted for the whole three day period. All right. So you get you're doing it's a three day tournament. Those dates in September are 13th, 14th and 15th. Is that correct? Correct. Nationwide. Tourney X has stepped forward. Dwayne and all the people over at Tourney X have stepped forward and waived all of their fees for this event. This is 20 bucks to enter. That's it. Uh, it's a it's it's a flat $20 bill. I, I, my mind just went blank. I was about to be smart and name off the president on it. I think it's, is that, is that's not Jackson. Who's on a 20? Somebody comment. I don't ever have 20. <laughs> I'm married with three kids. I don't have 20s at home, but, uh, but whoever it is on the 20, you're going to spend 20 bucks. All a hundred percent of that money is going to this organization and going to what you guys are doing to, to help somebody else. You've had several companies step forward to donate some prizes that you're going to give for how many positions out? Um, it will be the top 10% of the field. I, I'm super blessed to have 21 sponsors on board. Woo! 21 sponsors. Chad Hoover, take notes. This kid's (laughs) burning it up. Chad Hoover, I'm calling you out, bro. Take notes. This kid's got 21 sponsors for one event. I'm just saying, Chad, you you could learn something, Hoove. I'll say it. I ain't scared. It's okay, bro. You're good. So Chad don't don't listen to our show anyway. So no man, that's incredible. So so you're gonna you're gonna give out these prizes for the top ten percent of the field, right? So in lieu of like the money winnings, obviously the top ten percent of the field will um receive prizes from those sponsors, but they also have the opportunity to choose where the money that they would have won 
is now theirs to choose where they want to donate that money to. And they, they can choose any charity they want to. Okay. We didn't get into this the other day, I don't think, or if we did, it just zinged right by my head with everything going on. So, so let's just say, let's talk about, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about uh, Barry Davis. He's on here watching with us, right? Let's say Barry throws in his 20 bucks and him and Walton Doyle are duking it out for first and second place over the first yeah. few days. And uh, third play, you know, third day rolls around. Walton goes out and just completely skunks, man. Just has a meltdown on the water. Can't do what he does. You know, I don't. I know you don't know Walton, but he's a big guy. He has a meltdown sometimes. But Barry Davis just continues to stay on his water and just hammer him home, right? So then Barry Davis would take the whatever he would normally have for first place, whatever that dollar amount is. You will be like, hey, Barry, where you know, here's a list of of where do you want this money spent or where how do you want this money used. That's what you're doing with this. Yeah, so the money that he would receive, um, he just tells me what charity he wants me to send it to, and I will cut a check in his name and send it to that charity that he wants. Unbelievable. That's incredible. Uh, now, now, where, where did you get that idea from? Like, when I was 16, I'm not going to lie, I was I was thinking about that little girl in math class sitting in front of me. <laughs> I was not thinking about trying to give out, you know, trying to, trying to help out to uh you know to, to you know to you know to an entire community like this man like where did this i mean you just thought of it like i mean uh, how did this come about i've just i don't know like i just realized just how truly blessed and fortunate i've been just over like my whole lifetime but then ever since i've gotten into kayak fishing three years ago and i just want to do everything i can to give back to others um who aren't so fortunate and do not have the opportunity to chase their dream so that's just that's what this tournament's about that's incredible. That that's 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 absolutely phenomenal. Now, your a little bit of your backstory. Now, your dad fishes in the kayak circuit as well. He does. Right? Yeah. Now, now he he's he's quite the hammer himself. I mean, yeah. you know, props where props <laughs> yeah. to do. He's quite the hammer himself. Yeah. But but for you, you realized. I think you started asking mom and dad at like eleven and twelve years old. Is the stories that I've heard for a bass boat, right? You wanted you know a hundred thousand yeah. dollar skeeter. And yeah. like that yeah. wasn't really in the cards, so right. too expensive. And then saw saw a pro angler fourteen on our local river when I was about fourteen years old, and I got we got it when I was fourteen, and I've been doing it ever since, and it's just been an awesome experience. Dude, that's that's phenomenal. Well, I tell you what, man, keep doing what you're doing, keep putting in the work, keep dreaming. Like by no means do I want you to ever leave this plastic boat community, but you keep working as hard as you're working and. And you'll have that skeeter in no time, dude. So, so uh, you know, remember, remember the roots, bro. Remember these plastic boats. So, you know, we've had we've had a couple guys. You know, old, old Corey Dreyer is one of those. You know, he he, you know, he he had the 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 wieldy. He had a you know a lot of people don't know Corey had a uh, had a Hobie for a little while, and uh, you know, and and then uh, and then you know ended up taking a career with wieldy and went back with wieldy. And, uh, you know, and then he went and bought that nitro a couple of years back, I think a year or two ago. And, you know, and there was a lot of conversation in the community about whether or not, you know, he's fixing to go, you know, go do the FLW tour, you know, or one of those because, you know, Corey Dreyer's a stick. He's a name that's, you know, he, he's in the conversation wherever, definitely. you know, whatever water he's on. So was uh was definitely interesting to see, you know, how, how you know, how that's going to play out. So, um, uh, well, I'll tell you what, man, take a minute. I mean, I, and, unless you can bolt it off the top of your head, I'm going to kind of put the pressure on you. I mean, 21 companies, like, tell us a little bit about some of these prizes. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, 21 companies. Um, I mean, I have a list right here of all the companies, like Eagle Claw, Trocar, 
Casa Lures, I mean, they sell some awesome jigs, vibration jigs, Alabama rigs. Uh, Hobie is actually on board. So there will be, for the first, the top placing Hobie in my tournament, I'm going to um, give an H crate to that person. And then fishing online, Bassin Magazine. Uh, Bassin Magazine is actually donating a magazine subscription uh, to Bassin Magazine for everyone who enters my tournament. And, nice. Yeah. Right, so, so Bassin Magazine for twenty bucks, you're already you're already ahead. Yep. You're yep. already getting Bassin Magazine for. Uh, uh, you said it's a year subscription. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, guys, there is zero reason, if you can hear my voice right now, and what's the deadline to enter? Uh, September 13th, 5.59 uh, so, a.m. Over, over the next 10 days, if you can hear my voice and you're either watching this live or you're catching up on this in the car tomorrow or over the weekend, you know, you're out on the water, you're in the car going to work tomorrow morning, and you're hearing us on the Way Ins podcast. Uh, I'm telling you guys right now, we'll drop links here, but go into TourneyX. What's the links they need to go to? TourneyX.com forward slash what? Uh, Jackson Orr's second annual catch and release charity tournament. Boom, right there. If you go into TourneyX and you just type in Jackson Orr, it will pull up. It's the only tournament going on that has his name on it uh, in all of TourneyX for, for, for the middle of September. But it's 20 bucks. There is zero reason for you to not be entered. Call your buddy. Get him to enter with you. I don't care if you're not fishing it. If you got to work all weekend, uh, Barry, I don't care if you're not if if you're stuck uh, uh, doing uh, you know slinging bona fides that weekend. Uh, I I need you I need your twenty bucks put into this phenomenal young man's pocket so that he can go make a huge difference with it. So any of you guys that are not signed up, please make sure that you go do that. I'll leave links in the description box down here below. Um, and if you guys are tuning in your podcast and uh, when you put the car in park before you get in get out and go into work. Or uh, or get off the water completely. Um, don't feel. Don't be scared to hit your hit pause on your podcast now. Whether you're what listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever podcast it is that you're consuming this content from, uh, hit pause and go into this tournament here on Tourney X and support this young man's uh, this young man's uh, uh, phenomenal opportunity here to give back. So, um, uh, with that man, I, I'll, I'll give you a minute. Anybody you want to thank? Anybody you want to kind of give a shout out to while you're on the show? When well, we Oh, you've kind of turned let me back up you've turned into kind of a tournament director here like are you i mean are you fishing this event like i mean what are you what are you doing i am i'm fishing this event i fished my one last year i will if i place in the top 10 percent, i'm not going to be receiving prizes they will roll down to the next person but yeah i'm gonna have a little fun with it and try to get out i love it well barry oh you know we we're, we called out barry davis here a little bit and he said he just said him now barry there's a top there's a kid in the room so I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, uh, but no, Barry says, hell, he says, I donate most of my entry fees every time anyway. So why not? LOL. <laughs> Barry, I'm in the same boat, bro. I feel you with it. So, uh, uh, Henry says, uh, Jackson guys like you are the future of our sport. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Keep it up, man. I, I'm telling you, dude, you're what, what you're doing is, is phenomenal. Keep up the good stuff. But, but I mean, are you, are you getting into this tournament? uh you know tournament director kind of role like are you digging that or are you going like to stick to being an angler it's a, it's a lot of work but i know it pays out off in the end and i enjoy it um i really like the angler status though so we'll just see what my future holds i'm not sure yet <laughs>
Dude, that's well. I tell you what, man. That uh, what what continue working the way that you are, and it will hold whatever it is you need it to hold, bro. I, I uh, I'm dead serious about that. So that means more than you know, Scott. So well, man, I sure appreciate it. I'm sure you got some homework or something to be doing, right? <laughs> are you fish? Are you fishing this weekend? Did you fish? It was a long weekend. You didn't have school on Monday, right? Yeah, I, I practiced for a tournament. Um, I'm not able to fish this weekend, but I did get out over Labor Day weekend. How'd you do? Where'd you fish at? What'd you do? Um, I did. I did fairly well. I practiced um, on a couple lakes in North Manchester for a local trail um, championship. So I'll get out a couple days next weekend after school. So we'll see. We'll see what I can figure out. I got you. Well, you got the other. You got the KBF kid right here, Dylan, talking about how awesome you are, too. So I think you guys are right at that same age range. And uh, and both doing some things on the water. I think Dylan's taking two KBF Pro events. Yeah, he's on fire. That kid's yeah. sick. So you know, uh, you know, it, it's funny because you take some older guys like myself and 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 Michael and Henry and Barry, you know, and and you know Daniel Smith. You know, you take you know Josh Walker. You take some of these guys, and yeah, uh, you know, and it's like, all right, yeah, we're gonna start doing some more, doing some more in this in these in these in this industry in these events, and then we got kids like you and Dylan coming up to the ranks and like I. I'm going to have to keep commenting because I'm not going to be able to compete. So uh, it's good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, dude. And, uh, uh, you know, good luck, dude. I, I hope you guys are, you know, do you have a goal? What's, what, what's your number count now? Yeah. Um, I'm at 54 anglers. Um, some haven't paid though. So it shows 48 right now on tourney X, but I'd love nothing more than to raise $2,000 for charities. So that means, if a hundred anglers sign up, that could be made possible. But I'm just super fortunate to have 54 anglers signed up because I I had 47 last year, and this event's already that much bigger this year. So you're at 54 now. Your goal is a hundred. Yep. Guys, y'all hear him loud and clear. He's at 54 <laughs> now. His goal's a hundred. Don't make this guy wait till the deadline. I know all the time that kayak anglers are notorious. For we're not going to sign up until the last minute because we want to check the weather and we want to make sure we're going. And we it's twenty bucks. Get off your wallet, spend the twenty bucks, and uh, and make this thing happen. A hundred um a uh, hundred anglers should be easy. This should not be a problem, guys. Get out and sign up. It's Jackson Orr's catch second annual catch and release charity tournament. That's we're gonna work on your marketing for that, but. It's uh that's 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 a lot, but we, you know, it makes sense. It, it drives the nail home. So it's uh it's it's Jackson uh Jackson Orr's second annual catch and release charity tournament. Did I get it right? Correct. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> you guys listening to the podcast in your car right now, y'all can't see me cheering, but I'm proud of myself. I just nailed that one. So um, but uh uh you know, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on talking with us a little bit and uh uh you know, good luck. Get go get some homework done and uh maybe we can get you on next week and I definitely want to get you on when the tournament's over and y'all have announced winners. I want to follow up and see you know who won what and where the where the money's being spent and uh you know and congratulate you on, on what you're doing, man. You're doing great things. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate you having me on your show. Thanks so much, Jackson, man. You take care. All right, yep, you too. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Yep. Thank you. I tell you guys what, man, that that's a kid that's doing things the right way. That's a kid that's going place. He's, uh, he's being raised the right way. His dad's a stick on the circuit. He's a stick on the circuit. There's been several times where they've been duking it out for the first and second spots in, in some events and, and, and some, uh, some club functions, 
uh, both at home and on the national KBF level. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're fishing all the different trail series. They're doing the KBF stuff. They're obviously tied to doing things in the, in the Hobie BOS series. Um, and so it's just, it's really, really cool to see, uh, you know, to see a 16 year old kid stepping forward the way that he is. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible, man. So 20 bucks, get in on that tournament. If, if, uh, if you're not already, because he's only looking for a hundred anglers, a hundred percent of the money is going to go into nonprofits and, uh, and, and going to charity organizations. And if you win it, then, uh, you know, then you can kind of pick where the bulk of that money is going. So, um, but with that, speaking of winning, uh, just showing up in the green room is, uh, is, is a man who is, uh, no, not shy of, uh, of the word winner and not shy of, of the term champion because, uh, this, this, this young man that we're fixing to bring on next is, uh, is Matthew Scotch. Um, uh, if for some crazy reason you're paddling in a kayak or pedaling in your kayak, or you got a motor on the back of your kayak and you don't know who this guy is, you're wrong because this dude's on fire. He's on fire every single place that he goes. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it just, what he's doing is incredible. So we're going to bring him on and, uh, and, and kind of talk a little bit with, uh, about what he's been, about what he's got going on in Texas with this Texan region trail that new canoe has presented, um, uh, has been presented, um, over, over the, over the course of the seasons far Matthew Scotch. What's up, buddy? How are you doing good? What's going on guys? Uh, doing well, man. Uh, if you, if you guys are just tuning in here with the way in, or you guys are catching up on the podcast, uh, this is Matthew Scotch. Matthew's, uh, uh, a, a Texas guy. Um, uh, been fishing, uh, Texas quite a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been fishing Texas my whole life. Uh, I grew up fishing in farm ponds and stuff like that, uh, with my grandparents and around the neighborhood I lived in. And, you know, uh, later I did a lot as a kid and down in Matagorda Bay, a lot of redfish, flounder, trout, that kind of thing. When I was 16, we moved out to West Texas, and we had Lake Amistad nearby. And um, I did a lot of bad bass fish on Amistad. And um, then I moved to North Texas eventually, and up here the, the fishing wasn't as good as it was down there on the, down there on the border. And, uh, you know, at first I didn't even bother with bass fishing when I moved up here. And then kind of over time as I got a kayak and everything like that, I, I slowly kind of started branching out and checking out the lakes up here. And, you know, it took a little bit of time, but I started figuring it out little by little. Well, dude, you're talking about figuring out little by little. So, I mean, this season alone, I'm going to run through the stats real quick. Uh, guys, this is this is all just somebody stop me when you're not amazed. Uh, on March 9th, uh, you took first place in the first Texas region event uh, presented by New Canoe. Uh -huh. uh, April 22nd, a little over a month later, on Ray Roberts, you took first place again. You 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 went in and 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 dominated and won the first two events, uh, kicking off the season. Uh, a little over two, a little over a month and a half later, on June twenty second, you went into Belton, and took fifth place there, which is top five. I mean, anybody. I think there was like sixty. What was there? Sixty eight guys. I think in that one. Something like I'd have to go back and look yeah. at it, but there were, there was probably around that. So you took fifth there. Then y'all come into Sam Rayburn uh, in the in the dead heat of the summer, July twentieth. Y'all go into Sam Rayburn, and you just barely uh, missed Jeff, I believe. I think you took Jeff. Uh, I think you beat Jeff by or Jeff beat you by like I mean, I, I, an inch or something like that. Yeah, I think it was um, a couple inches. It wasn't much. 
And, uh, and then, so you took second there and then this past weekend, um, Toledo Bend came up and you've, you're, I mean, you've done your, your backstory on Toledo Bend is just win after win after win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, once again, you go out and win at Toledo Bend. So you fished five, you fished all five of the, of the Texas region trail series, um, that, that, that KBF and new canoe have partnered up with this year. You've taken first place in three, second in one, and fifth in the other. I don't know. I've went back all day, Matthew. I've went back through logbooks and looked at tournaments. I looked up the most the most wins in any trail series, whether it's the Big Boat World in BASS, whether it's in FLW, whether it's here, whether it's what Hobie's doing, uh, whether it's in FLW, the, even the Costa Series and on down. Even at the collegiate level, I've not seen anyone – be in the top five with three wins out of five tournaments. That's incredible. What are you doing? Uh, like I tell everybody, I've been putting my boat in the right place to be successful. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's just a trial and error and working hard at it. And uh, I got you have to give yourself opportunities to catch fish. And I feel like this year I've, I've done that really well. Um, I, I've I've gone in with a good game plan, and normally the game plans put me in a place to be successful, and that's all it really is. And at the two tournaments I didn't win, I had the winning fish on. At Belton, I had a, like a 20, 21-inch fish at the boat at 130, and she jumped in through the spinnerbait at the boat. I mean, that fish easily wins the tournament. And at Rayburn, I had a fish in a brush pile that I couldn't get out that was easily – you know, it was big. It was really, really big, and I couldn't get it out. And if I get that fish out, I win all five of those events. It's just, um, it's crazy. I, I, it's good decision making, really, is all it is, and, and good fortune. That's incredible. Now, now I want to know. So I want to back up a little bit. So how much? Uh, I want to know, like, whatever you're willing to share. And if you're not willing to share, that you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings here. There's still another tournament series and some stuff to be going because. Right now, overall, in all of KBF, you're leading the AOI, the Angler of the Year series uh, 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 points. I, I want to say, I've got it pulled up right here. Um, you're ahead by like 25 points. Um, you know, points double, I think, for for Trail Series championships. So there's still, you know, a lot can happen. I think, you know, anywhere in that top 40 right now is all still pretty pretty tight race. Um, you know, as, but as long as everybody kind of shuts, you know, shows up and shows out, uh, you know, you're, I mean, you know, you've got Dylan, the KBF kid right behind you with Co- with Cody Milton and Casey Reed rounding out that top four. Um, you know, uh, what you're doing is just, has been, has just been unheard of, man. So are you, is there, are you, are you heavy into maps and avionics? Uh, no. And it would probably surprise a lot of people that I don't research a lot before the season, as the season's going on, like I normally the, a week or two out, I'll start kind of looking in the lake levels and, and kind of looking at what's going on. And then I look at areas that I can probably catch them in my kayak and I go and check them out. Uh, I'll do some map study and some Google earth like that. I mean, I don't know anyone that really doesn't use that, but um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't get, I, you can only do so much in your kayak. So like, I don't do too much map study. I, I just find a place and go fish it. That's incredible. That's unbelievably incredible. I just find a place and go fish it. That's, I, it's, I, I mean, I, it's more complicated than that. No, no, it is, but it's also not though, you know, and that's one of the things that 
one of the one of the one of the things that I love about this community and about about the sport of kayak fishing is that realistically you do. I mean, even you know, even even with a boat with a well, you know, even if you're running with a torpedo on the back of your boat, you still have a very you know small segment square mileage footprint that you're able to go fish. And, you know, so just being shy of, you know, of, of pulling back out and running in your truck or your trailer, you know, up 20 or 30 miles, you know, wherever you launch at, generally speaking, you got about an eight or 10 mile radius, 12, if you're really gunning it, um, to what, to where you can kind of get out and do that. So for you to go and hit all of these different bodies of water, um, you know, is, is, is really quite impressive. Now, now Clifton Allen says right here, he throws up, uh, he talks about on the screen, I'm throwing it up now. He says, he says, make sure you elaborate on how you smashed everyone up all over the country this year. Uh, elaborate on that a little bit for us. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, <laughs> I work hard at it and, um, man, it's hard to elaborate. Every, every event's kind of unique to the conditions, to what the fish are doing, to the season. You know, there's all the little factors that kind of factor into what the fish are doing. And, you know, um, I just try to kind of have a good beat on, on what, what's going on and like i said i try to put my boat in a in a good place to catch fish now now if now focus wise when you get out in the water and 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 and, and it's time to get out to launch and you've got you know you you're you're out getting to your spot and and you're kind of watching that clock you know that last that last five minutes or the last 90 seconds feels like eternity before first cast in our sport um, I, I mean, are you, I, I mean, are you, are you tunnel, tunnel vision on the wind and tunnel vision on what it is that you're doing? Uh, you know, I, I'm tunnel vision on getting the first bite and then the next bite and the next bite after that. I mean, that's, that's basically all it comes down to is I'm, I'm trying to, to catch fish and, um, I, I'm definitely anxious as anybody out there, you know, I mean, I'm checking my phone. Sometimes I'll set a timer, uh, at six 30 or whatever the first cast is just so I know, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just out there trying to catch fish is all it really is. I mean, um, I try to tune things out. I mean, there's things that can distract you if there's other competitors in the area or, you know, maybe other people pressuring the fish you're trying to fish for. You know, I've ha I had a tournament on Rayburn one time. I was waiting on first cast and I beat everybody to the spot. And first cast wasn't for 15 minutes. And one of the BFL guys came in. They motored up right next to me and threw right at the point I was going to cast at and caught a four and a half pounder. And they fish for about 10 minutes, catching fish every cast. Well, I had to sit there and wait on first cast, and it was pretty painful. So uh, oh, Brutal. Yeah. That wasn't this season, obviously. No, it was a, that was a while back. That was probably about four years you. ago on Sam Rayburn. I got you. Now, now are you planning on uh, – I mean, you know, uh, you, you'll, get, you'll get the questions. You'll get the people that say, well, he's, a, he's, he's fishing in Texas. He's doing this, but – Let's be honest. Texas is its own region for 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 a reason. There's some of the best sticks in the country that are that are that are that are running around Texas. Uh, you know, if you go down the line of 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 names coming out of Texas of of guys that are doing it over there, not you know, not only do you have Gonzalez over there, do you have Taft over there? You know, do you got uh, you know Chris? Uh, you know Manny Garza. Uh, you know Corey Racer is 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 a, is a Texas boy. James Penny. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I think, I think, you know, Jody Morris, I mean, it goes down the line and down the line. We have a, we have a lot of kayak anglers in Texas. And I mean, it honestly, it wouldn't even do justice to start naming them because I know I would be leaving off talented guys that all deserve recognition. Um, we have a scene that's kind of unique to our own state because our state's so big that 
it kind of travels within the within state borders. But we have some really talented kayak angler, anglers here in Texas, and and that's definitely helped push me and make me better, um, without a doubt. I mean, competition only breeds, you know, success. Well, I I mean, I I could easily argue, um, you know that 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 if you know, uh, you know, you take you take the top ten, uh, you can take the top twenty in Texas and put them against the top twenty from any other state. And, and I would just about put my money on Texas. I, I, somebody would have to show me on paper, uh, you know, a, another, another stronger set of 10 or 20 names, uh, you know, out, you know, out of one place, but with that, and you talked about the size of Texas and the diversity that you guys have down there. And that's why KBF kind of decided to kind of give Texas not give Texas, but let allow Texas to be its own region. And, and, you know, and that's when, you know, new canoe stepped up to kind of, you know, to as presenting sponsor, for this trail series for you guys to kind of have your own, you know, your own breed of, 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 of the tournament trail series of the year, because you guys really have so many different diversity, diverse bodies of water. I mean, some of these lakes are, are don't, you know, fish can polar opposite of one another, right? Yeah. Everywhere's different. That's one really cool thing about Texas. And I think that's why Texas anglers are really talented is that we have a lot of different types of fisheries. We don't just have river fisheries, you know, we have big reservoirs, we have river fisheries, we have timber, we have shallow grass and pad lakes. Uh, you know, we have lakes where it's all offshore stuff. Uh, we, we have a lot of diversity in our lakes here. And we have a lot more water in Texas than I think people give us credit for. Well, I, I guess what I'm asking by that, and you, and you sound like, and you kind of answered, but a lot, like, like me personally, a lot of guys that I know, I live close enough to Florida that I fish Florida a pretty good bit and I actually have a Florida box. Like I've got, like I've got, you know, set up where this is, this is this, like, this is all you need when you go fish Florida. And, but you don't, you can't really have that when you go into Texas because of the different diversity of bodies of water. Like, like you said, you know, you can fish, you know, you know, you can fish the rivers, you can fish rocks, you know, you, you're, you're going to have hydrilla patches. You're going to have tall grass in areas, you know, everything from clear water, you know, uh, you know, to, to, to more stained water. Um, is it do you credit your upbringing and, and kind of fishing all over the place that way to kind of some of your success yeah I, I definitely do I mean I think that all the different experiences you have kind of help build your build you as an angler be it saltwater fishing as a kid you know learning to read tide and water movement and you know just how to visually chase fish um, because that's kind of how I grew up fishing was just kind of reading the water and then, you know, this, all that stuff, kind of all your experiences kind of carry over and, and help factor in your decision making for sure. That's, uh, you know, that's just absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to try to pull up, uh, I should have already had this pulled up and I, and I don't, um, I'll kind of want to walk through, let me see if I can get this screen up here. I kind of want to walk, whoa, Hey, what are we doing here in this back over here? Um, I kind of want to walk through a little bit of, uh, of your of your fish for this for this past weekend your your win down on toledo bend before we dive into that uh september 28th and 29th y'all have y'all uh regional trail series final championship um over on lake fork tell us a little bit about how you're prepping for that is something is that something you're already focused on now are you going to do pre-fishing for that you've already said that you're kind of you may or may not look at maps right I mean, I've been to Lake Fork enough times. I mean, I can look at maps, but I kind of already know where I'd probably be fishing at. Um, Lake Fork's a frustrating lake tournament-wise for me because, like, it just – I have bad luck there. You know, things that don't happen at other lakes. I have fish go off boards. Fish knock the camera out of my hand. I mean, all kinds of bad things have happened there. But uh, 
I've also had some really good days on the fork and I feel confident in my abilities and my knowledge of the lake and where I should be able to find bass at in September. So I'm not going to, I might go over there and practice a couple of days before the event, but I'm not going to, I don't need to, to practice too much. Got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. Jordan, Jordan took days off practicing too. <laughs> but so if you guys are, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the way in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're on with Matthew Scotch, who's just utterly on fire right now across the country and, and, and just totally dominating with, uh, with the first five tournaments in the Texas, in the Texas region trail series presented by new canoe. He's won three out of the five and placed second and fifth in the other two. And has just told us, just filled us in earlier, uh, uh, at the beginning of this interview, uh, on, on during those, the, the, over on Belton when he took fifth and then on Sam Rayburn, he actually believes he had the fish where he could have maybe taken the sweep. Um, but is looking for that on Lake Fork, looking to close out strong and, and wrap up this, uh, this, uh, this trail series championship. Um, so if you guys are just tuning in the podcast, you're not going to be able to see on the screen, obviously, cause it's a podcast and you're listening along, but I'm pulling up on the NRS leaderboard here on tourney X. I'm uh, I'm pulling up uh, the the fish from this past weekend over on Toledo Bend. Um, you ended up uh, Brad Case, the professor, as a lot of us call him. Uh, you ended up taking him by a couple of inches, and then it was all the way down in third place. Uh, it was an eight inch in a, in a, in a, in a, in what I'm assuming just from looking at the numbers without talking to anybody. You guys had 48 competitors, mm-hmm. and only the top uh 10 is that right let me let me go back and double check that only the top 10 took a bat uh took a five bath limit and you actually had 15 that put up zeros so this had to be uh, a little bit tougher uh tournament um was that time of year was it weather conditions why 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 the why does it feel like there this was a struggle on toledo bend well i mean it's the time of the year and then lake conditions i mean they just drew down the lake six feet over a little over six feet, really fast to uh, work on the dam. And when they drew the lake down, they displaced a lot of fish that have been relating to shallow cover, shallow grass and lily pads and everything else that's up shallow for them to be in. And uh, so there was a lot of water that guys were probably planning on fishing that, you know, wasn't there. And, you know, there were a lot of docks that were sitting high and dry that I know a lot of people fish in the past, so... Um, well, it was just, you know, it's just tough conditions when it's like that. It takes the fish a little bit to adapt. Well, you're also looking at August in Texas and, and, you know, and I know that, you know, when you guys see, you know, two 15 and a half inch bass on, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, that, that, that made the, you know, that ultimately put, put Matthew in the, in the winning category here. Uh, you know, those are not the bass that you think of when you think of the legendary Toledo bend. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, putting up a couple of 15 and a halfers, uh, this is one here. This looks like real early in the morning. Can you, you, can you remember this catch at all? Can you talk to us about it? Yeah, I caught, that's my first fish. I caught that one on a buzz bait, uh, accent finesse buzz bait, just kind of buzzing down some pads. Uh, first thing in the morning, I was working this Creek channel that I've done really well fishing. And, um, that's where I caught that fish at. And a little bit later, uh, Jamie Broad caught big bass, not too far from there. Nice. And then we go into your second 15 and a half here. Uh, you know, I guess another they really penalize that fish. I thought that was a 16 and a quarter. It, uh, it does look like, uh, that's a good question there for the judges. I'll, you know, Hey, that's not, that's not what I'm here doing on this show, but that does appear to be a 16. What was the penalty for there? I wonder. Uh, I have no idea that fish. You can tell it was kind of, 
it was kind of a messed up fish. That fish was on a frog in the back of a cove. Uh, I threw up real shallow, let it sit there for a second, twitched it one time, and he smashed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, this is. I know you guys can't see listening on the podcast here, but this fish has got a got a got a little bit bigger arch here than normal. Um, real good coloring though. He looks like he's a healthy fish. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, nice setup there. But yeah, uh, definitely looking at that again. I'm not a judge. That's not what I do. Um, you know, and then you come to this this fish here. Uh, this looks like this was your 17 and a quarter, I think. Yeah, that was a 17 and a quarter, and that one's kind of weird too. If you look at the tail on that fish, there's something going on with the yeah. fish at. Uh, Toledo Bend. There, I saw some other people post some photos of funky tailed fish, but uh, if you look at it, you can tell that fish's tail is raw, rubbed down pretty raw. But I caught yeah, that definitely. one. Definitely, I've caught that one on a spinner bait, I believe. Uh, just yeah. kind of threw it up in a against a bank um, where the little creek channel swings next to it, and she popped it. Yeah, again, gorgeous looking fish. You know, good good football size. You know, it's almost you know this is one of these fish where again you talk about the tail being docked you know, kind of the way that it is there. Again, it looks, you know, it looks very natural. I don't know, you know, why anybody would, you know, would do something like that. But, you know, uh, a fish of this size, you look at, you know, you're you're probably shorted a solid inch, you know, maybe upwards yeah. of an inch and a half here with that kind of tail. Yeah, that that's not a good tournament tail. Sometimes you get a good a good full tail, but that's not one of them. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, in a, uh, you know, uh, you know, for FLW and, and MLF and Bassmasters, that, you know, that's, that's a nice, a nice fish there, but that fish doesn't score so well in the, in the, in the kayak trail series when you're doing catch photo and release. So now this is, uh, you know, we're getting a little bit heavier here moving up here. This is your second biggest fish of the day. Tell us a little, a little yeah, bit about was, this girl. That was actually my fifth and final fish, right? The one that probably sealed the deal and put me in the lead. I caught that fish probably 10 minutes after 12 o'clock. I was throwing a swim, this swim jig right here. Uh, this looks like a little bluegill. There were a lot of brim spawning. And uh, I knew that there were some shallow bass I'd seen, a, you know, feeding on the brim bed. So I, when I see that, I, you know, I just throw a swim jig and, and try to imitate the little bluegill that are up there. And uh, like I said, she was the, the fifth fish and the, you know, a really solid one. I was really happy to have that one. Now, Matthew, can I dig a little bit deeper since you're showing off the bait there? What, what's what's your what's your swim bait setup? What do you what is what do you typically throw in there? What's your what do you what do you typically throw in for uh for that type of bait? If you'll share it with us, yeah, it just depends, you know. I mean, this is a Santone swim jig. I mean, not really affiliated with them or anything, but just a good swim jig. It looks like brim. Uh, I want to say that might be Pockets perch or Toledo perch. It's something like that. One of those two colors. Just a just a little brim imitator right there, and uh, you know the it's just any little swim bait. You know that I put the Excite Shad Nasty on the back a lot and dip the tail in chartreuse, and um, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> I got you. just got depending you. depending on what I'm trying to imitate a bluegill or a shad. Okay, and then we get into your biggest catch today here with a twenty incher. Um, again, beautiful looking, healthy fish here. Uh, you know, you, you definitely got it set up well here on, uh, you know, in, in, in the Hobie here. Tell us about this catch. This was your best catch of the day. Yeah, I caught that one. I mean, four of my fish came out of the same cove. Um, but I caught this one. She was right there at the mouth, at the mouth of it. There, some lily pads extended out a little bit further and some wind started blowing around that corner and it's right up against the Creek channel. And it's just like a perfect ambush. I mean, it's, there's so many fact, you know, things that, or high percentage about that spot that make it high percentage. And I said that swim jig up there and she smashed it. So, um, uh, I was really happy to have that one too. Uh, you get 19, 20 inch fish in a tournament. 
it definitely changes the course of things. Now, at what point did you start calling in the day? Did you were, were you calling fish at some point? Uh, I actually couldn't call because after I caught these, uh, the fish I was catching were a little bit smaller. I think I only called one or two fish, but they don't show up on the board because uh, I had yeah. called, called them out with some bigger fish before I submitted. I got you. So, so uh, I mean, going into it at 88 inches, I mean, when you go into Toledo Bend, I would assume as a fan of the sport, which is what I always am first, that I would have put my money on. We're going to need 94, 95 inches coming off of Toledo Bend. I would think on any given day. Um, but I guess going into it with it being August and, you know, and did, you know, did you kind of have an insight that 90 inches was going to kind of be, you know, where you needed to be? Or did you come off the water thinking 88 wasn't going to do it? Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, just like, I lost a couple of fish. I didn't fish perfectly clean. Nothing that was huge, but something that could have cost me an inch or two here or there. And, you know, you hate to leave inches on the water. Um, so I felt a little uneasy about it because you just never know. And I know that people are always, uh, you know, depending on service. And, you know, there's competitive reasons to not push your fish for first thing in the morning, to not let everybody know, whether it be competitors or in the area or you don't want to give anybody extra incentive to fish harder that, you know, might think that they're going to coast to victory and you might have them by a little bit. Um, I always have in my head an idea for what I need to score that day. And I normally don't submit until I have close to that or more than that. And um, that's uh, at Toledo, I, you know, all the tournaments we fish there and, you know, it's going on five or six now. I, I've only seen one limit of 96 inches or bigger. So I know it's kind of unlikely that someone's going to go. If, say, if it happens, it happens, and it's definitely possible. But going off of past results, you know, I mean, if you catch 87-plus inches, you're going to give yourself a chance to be competitive. And, uh, you know, I, I probably figured around 92 inches, you know, would maybe get it done. Uh, but you just never know. I mean – it, there's a lot of really big fish in Toledo Bend and anybody can stumble on the right area or the right cove. I mean, that's kind of what I had. I had a little cove going on. I had some fish in it. But if those fish had been a little bit bigger, or, you know, I caught all the big ones that were in there, you know, I even I could add a better limit or, you know, a better stringer. So anything's possible out there. And I figured somebody yeah, was going to be smashing them. Yeah. So, all right. So now going in, going into Lake Fork, you, you have a love-hate relationship with Lake Fork, right? Yeah, I mean, some days are good and some days are bad on Lake Fork. Uh, more than any other lake I fish, and as much as I fish Lake Fork, you know, you wouldn't think I still struggle out there from time to time. But, you know, every once in a while uh, at Fork, you know, um, I definitely make the wrong decision. I zig when I should have zagged, and, you know, uh, it hasn't hasn't been the best to me. But I, I've put a lot of time in out there, and I've – I do feel comfortable on the lake. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I know where to look for fish at the end of the month. So, you know, well now if you, if you, if you don't mind, Matt, let me put you on the, put me, put you on the spot here a little bit going into Lake Fork. I mean, like I said, you know, we've run through a, the gauntlet of names. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying you got to run off a list, but I mean, who's a couple guys that, that as fans that aren't coming over there to fish this, that we should kind of be looking out for, if you're if you had to name a couple of names that say, hey, these are guys that that can that can dominate on Lake Fork, who who are you kind of watching out for? Or do you do that? Um, I mean, I I don't get into it too much. Uh, if if G was 
qualified, I would definitely think that Guillermo would be the the uh, heavy favorite as he is on almost any or tournament on Lake Fork. But um, in all honesty, I mean, a- any guy in Texas on any given day can go out there and smash him, you know. And our field, like, it, it's so deep, you know. Any anybody can catch him, and it's a two day event, so it's going to make it interesting to see if someone can be consistent. Because that's the hardest thing about Fork. I mean, anybody can catch them one day, but you have to go out there and, and do it again. And and that's, for me, the most challenging thing about that lake. But, um, yeah, like I said, it, it could be anybody. I mean, you know, it, it just doesn't do justice to start naming people because you always leave somebody off that's definitely deserving of, of being in the conversation. 100%. Spoken like a champion. So with that, so talk, going back and talking a little bit about the two-day event and how that kind of changes things, uh, I mean, is is that a format as a competitor? I mean, is that something that that you like having at, at the regional final, where it kind of changes up, or do, or are you of the are you in the camp where you feel like it, it was a one day tournament to get us here? We should maintain a one day tournament, or do you like that two day kind of a tournament? How much well, does that make of a difference in 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 you know in a win? Well, two day tournaments are definitely more difficult. Um, you can't have a small area and, and just a few fish. Uh, you normally have to have more than one thing going on a lot of times uh, because you can't go in and wear your area out too much on the first day or even in practice. And so, yeah, two day events are definitely more challenging. Um, a one day event, you can go in there and, and uh, you know, you can catch them all, but um, you know, on a two day, you might have to conserve an area a little bit or, or save some fish for the next day. So yeah, it's definitely more challenging. And uh but, you know, I know that Lake Fork's loaded with bass, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, I, I, I've heard multiple champions talk about it over and over again with the two-day tournaments is, you know, you, you can't win it on day one, but you can definitely lose it on day one. Absolutely. And, you know, and, it, and it's one of those things where you kind of got to get out and you got you to manage a little bit better. Like you said, you got to kind of get out and, 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 you know, and be a little bit more, a little bit more uh, you know, precise and a little bit more cerebral in, you know, and how you're breaking down the water and how you're breaking down the fish. So, um, you know, I, I know that as a fan for me, I like seeing the two day tournament things. I know that's something that, that I think all of the BOS series, um, in their opens are in their events. I think they're doing two day events, um, uh, for, for most of those. I know that they've got one coming up on, uh, on Gunnersville here pretty soon. Um, uh, with, with, with some of those different things that are going on around, around the community. Uh, like I said, we, we got that regional final coming up, but this weekend, uh, we've got the Southeastern trail that's presented by, uh, by Yak Attack going on over on Pickwick and Wheeler. Um, I, I mean, Matt, uh, do you have any, I mean, any advice, any of those guys, you got any experience over on Pickwick and Wheeler over there in Florence, Alabama? No. And I've actually talked to a couple of friends that are definitely fishing over there. And, uh, you know, all I have to offer is a trust your, trust your gut because I've never fished there. So, you know, I can't give people good advice if I don't haven't honestly laid my eyes on the fishery. So, but yeah, no, I've never been out there. I, I know there's a bunch of smallmouth by the dam. If, if that doesn't ruin anyone's honey hole there on Pickwick, but I, I'm pretty sure the dam is kind of a, that's kind of a, you know, I'm pretty sure that's on your little ranch graph straight from Blast Pro Shop. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dam is a fishing spot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not giving away any, any kind of trade secrets there. Um, well, man, dude, I, before you leave and before we kind of cut, you know, kind of cut bait with you, congratulations on all the success that you're having. Is it a, uh, you know, with, with, with angler of the year kind of being that title with your name, kind of being at the top spot. I mean, is that something that you're going to, now that you're this close, are you going to push through the rest of the season and kind of strive to try to chase that? 
are you just going to fish and do you and see where the chips lay? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, you know, I don't fish any tournaments about, you know, the, about trying to win. So, I mean, I'll definitely, that's a, a goal and I'll be trying to accomplish that for sure. Um, I won AOI in our North Texas trail too, uh, just a couple of weeks ago and won the classic, you know, there too. So I'll definitely be looking to, to get another one before the year is done. Uh, well, dude, I, I, I'm excited about it, dude. I, I, I can't thank you for coming on and, and taking some time to sit down with us tonight and talk a little bit about the sport before I let you leave, man, let me roll out the red carpet, give you a couple minutes to kind of thank anybody and everybody that you want to, if you got anybody you want to give a shout out to or any sponsors that you want to thank, uh, now's your opportunity, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, of course I like to thank my family, you know, they're probably my biggest supporters and cheerleaders, mom, dad sister brother um you know i've got a lot of close friends they're always kind of supporting me and cheering me on so definitely thanks to those guys uh you know you guys are you know you're my number one fan so i appreciate it and then uh definitely all you know mariner cells excite baits nrs uh hobie uh you know all great companies all been really good to me accent fishing you know i couldn't do it without you guys um really appreciate the support and uh Looking forward to doing a lot more, catching more fish, you know. It's well, all, dude, always about the next bass. Well, I, I, I love it, man. I, I I will I will gladly take up argument with anybody who doesn't say that if there was a you know that that, that you know in the power rankings of uh, of kayak of, of kayak bass fishing, uh there's there's no reason for anybody to be to be uh to not thinking that you're not in the top spot. Um, for this season and and dude i'd love nothing for you for more than than for uh whatever the tuesday is after the tournament on lake fork for us to bring you back on the show and congratulate you on a uh, on a on a on a trail series championship um and uh and dude just keep smashing them keep doing what you're doing i'm a fan of you i'm a fan of what you're doing in the in the, the sporting in industry and and dude i'm 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 excited for to, to see this history book uh you know kind of kind of get slammed shut here i hope that you go out on lake fork and 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 you know and do the damn thing yeah yeah me too um like i said just <laughs> got it one bass at a time and we'll see what happens so well well matt man i sure appreciate it thanks for coming on with us tonight and catching up and uh and, and good luck man we'll catch up with you at the end of september we'll all be watching all right thanks scott all right thanks so much brother Bye. all right guys and with that that's uh that's episode 16 of the weigh-in um, in and done, uh, uh, my, uh, uh, big thank you to, uh, to, to Matthew Scotch, um, for, for, for stepping up and taking some time to talk with us a little bit tonight, kind of share some details, some good insight there into, into what he does and how he kind of does things. Um, you know, I think point blank, uh, you know, that's just, that's a dude that is, uh, you know, that that's humble, but yet confident in what he's doing. He, you know, he's getting out on the water and he's fishing what's in front of him. And he's figuring it out. And, you know, and he even said right there, you know, he puts in the little the time that he needs to for map study, but it's not overbearing. You know, he's a guy that grew up in Texas. He's been fishing his whole life. Um, you know, he knows how to read the water. He knows how to read the weather. He knows what he's doing out there and he stays confident and he continues to put in the work. And that hard work is paying off for him over and over again. And, uh, you know, you can't do nothing but be a fan of that. So uh, big, big thanks to Matthew Scotch for coming on tonight and talking with us. Uh, dude, just dude is just proven uh, time and time again over the over the five trails seri over the five tournaments in the Texas region this year. Um, you know why he should be feared on uh, on any body of water that he's stepping on. Um, so big big shout out, thank you to him, thank you to New Canoe, who's been the presenting sponsor of the Texas region, 
And uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, the last thing we hear before we kind of go, I know that you guys, if you guys are listening to the podcast, that you can't uh, that you can't see the screen. But look, check out what I got in the mail today. I got the new uh, KBF member 2020 decals in the mail today. I got those in along with my letter. And, uh, you know, thanking us for being a member here. And I did not realize on the back of this, guys, if you guys are not already signed up, I don't know, that might be too bright, but you guys can see right there. The uh, You get $25 off of, a, off of a single order from Fish USA. So make sure that you guys, if you're not already signed up for your 2020 membership, go ahead and get those. Um, you can go to kayakbassfishing.com and, uh, and, and get all that stuff there. So, but anyway, other than that, um, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of The Way In. I'm your host, Scott Buescher, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Holla. See ya. We're out. Download it on podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever the podcast is downloadable. Find it now. How's my, my radio voice? Y'all like that? I thought that was good. All right. No, for real.